Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome to today's program, Terry Ray, who is VP of Services at 3G TMS. And today we're going to talk about keys to a successful TMS implementation. Now, TMS systems have been around for a long time, and, and companies have been implementing uh, TMS solutions for a long time. But, you know, not every uh, TMS implementation goes as smoothly as possible, and, and not all of them deliver the value, you know, that companies expect. So, you know, what, what are some of the pitfalls to avoid? You know, what are some of the lessons learned, uh, you know, from companies that do it right and continue to achieve ongoing benefits? Well, that's some of the, the questions we're going to address today here with Terry, who's kind of on the front lines of, uh, of, of doing this day in and day out, and has got a wealth of experience in this area. So, uh, you know, Terry, thanks for making the time to be with us today. Oh, fantastic, Adrian. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and sort of share some of the lessons learned and the uh, the battle scars from, like you said, being on the front lines for, for a long time. Great, great. So, you know, Terry, your, your first time guest here on Talking Logistics, um, you know, like I always like to do whenever we bring someone new on, it's just to, before we dive into the topic, it's kind of, you know, get a little bit of an understanding of how and why you got involved in this industry to begin with. So, sure. uh, you know, why don't we start there, you know, briefly just tell us a little bit about your career path, you know, how and why you got involved with supply chain logistics and what your current role and responsibilities are there at 3G TMS. Yeah, sure. So um, initially, my first job out of college was with another um, non-logistics company doing technical stuff where I sort of learned the ins and outs of uh, SQL development. I was doing that <clears throat> during the, you know, the IT crash of the early 2000s. I got the opportunity to look for another career path, started off with Red Prairie, and that was really my first foray into the, you know, the logistics world, if you will, and I immediately was very intrigued by it. Um, it was it's one thing to be working with computers and, you know, doing abstract things. It's another, which I found very interesting and rewarding to be able to be doing stuff with computers and software and actually be able to see the results, you know, in real life, you know, to be driving down the road and look at a truck and know what's all the, you know, all the, the things that go on behind that, you know, to walk into, you know, like a, you know, a Sam's club or a BJ's and see all the racks and everything and know, you know, have a newfound appreciation for everything that goes on there. So, so again, started off with at Red Prairie, um, moved into TMS implementations. Um, after that, then became sort of a, uh, a group leader with uh, Red Prairie TMS uh, services, um, then was rolled into the JDA world during the Red Prairie JDA merger, um, then uh, have moved over to 3G uh, a couple years ago. And as you said, right now I'm uh, VP of Implementation Services, so I run the team of, I think we're up to now around 20 people, uh, between technical, technical folks and implementation folks. So that's sort of my world, like you said. I'm, uh, you know, managing those folks and all the projects and implementations that they're doing on a on a day to day basis. Great, great. Yeah, I, I love the, um, uh, you know, the kind of that that experience in terms of you know working on something and then being able to kind of relate to it in, in the real world. Yep. I, I mean, I know, you know, I always tell folks, yeah, I started my career in, in you know, in semiconductors and <laughs> and and all that. But once right. I got involved with you know logistics, you know, you can't help but you know walk into a supermarket or see trucks on the road and, and kind right. of be thinking about all the logistics and supply chain processes right. that are that are involved. So it, it does make it uh, uh, kind of uh, neat to see kind of logistics and supply chain in, in action in the yep. world around you. Um, so, so let's get into the topic now. Sure. You know, like, like, like I said in my opening remarks, you know, companies <laughs> have been implementing, you know, transportation management systems, you, you know, for almost three decades now when you look at how long the market's been around. 
So, so why do we still need to have this conversation today about how to <laughs> successfully implement the TMS? Right. So, you know, first, just sort of, you know, a little background, you know, of why we're even having this discussion. So, like you said, you know, TMS implementations, you know, they're not always the easiest things. There's a lot of challenges that go on behind the scenes and, you know, actually on the, you know, the day-to-day -day implementation paths and activities. So, just Again, sort of a little background, you know, wrote down some things, sort of some highlights. You know, one of the reasons that, you know, things that makes them difficult is they involve multiple people, multiple groups, different roles. Um, and going through the implementation process can sort of bring to light some of those interdependencies that may have not been known to the individual people or individual groups prior to that. Um, so it's it's important to get that sort of, you know, understanding. And when those, those, all those people come together as part of, you know, like an implementation kickoff, it, that's one of the things that can be made difficult. You know, the ops people suddenly find out, you know, things that were happening from an IT perspective and an integration perspective that they weren't aware of, or people thought one thing was happening, but actually another is happening. You know, WMSs, financial systems, you get all those differing people with their differing histories and understandings brought together. And it's sort of, you know, we'd like to get it to be a, you know, a melting pot and a collaborative effort, but, you know, at, le at least initially there's a lot of discovery and um, you know, clearing up of maybe some misconceptions. So, you know, one of the keys, uh, you know, with that is making sure that you have the right people involved. Um, however, on the flip side, one thing to be you know cognizant of is don't bring the entire company, you know, into the conversation. I think, right? You know, make sure you have the right people that are needed, but you don't need, you know, typically 50 people, you know, in a discovery session, all talking about everything that can sort of slow some of the, the discussion down. Um, another issue that often comes up is you have systems and integrations that are in place, but the people who originally did those are no longer around and nobody remembers what happened or why they were done. You know, why did we set up the integration with our WMS this way? You know, why are we getting the data, you know, from our ERP in these fields and not the other? You know, how are these data fields getting pieced together that are going to ultimately come into the TMS? So, there, again, a lot of unknown because, you know, it could have been, you know, years and people who were, you know, like I said, who were there are now gone. Um, Change, you know, and then just get into a little bit more of the people's uh, side of the thing. Change is hard. You're not just changing a piece of software that's being used. Um, and when you're going through that change, people can have the feeling that, you know, again, it's not that I just have to use a different piece of software. It's how is my job going to change, right? And it's not necessarily that people are afraid of losing their job. They're which, you know, there is some of that, but that's often not the case. It's I'm going from a, a job where I am the expert and I know what I'm doing and I know how to operate the software and I've been doing it this way for a year. And now I'm going to move to a new thing where I'm now I am no longer the expert. There's a lot of unknown. I am afraid I won't know how to do my job as well and, and that sort of thing. So those you know, from a people's perspective, that's one of, you know, often a, a big thing that we have to deal with just from, uh, you know, the people who are on the front lines actually going to be using the software. 
another thing sort of along that line is there's often a lot of tribal knowledge that people have in their heads. And, you know, frankly, there are some times where it's hard to get that out of people again, because they just have a, you know, either a, for one reason or another, they either don't really realize what's in their head. They just sort of, Oh, well, I know that they don't want to give it up again for fear of, you know, losing some kind of control on their job or that it's just, you know, frankly, it's not documented. You know, I know that Bob does something, but I don't know what he does or why he does that. And it's hard when you're doing an implementation and trying to get the software to, you know, optimize and, you know, save time and money to get all those pieces of information, you know, out in the open and shared so that the proper decisions can be, can be made. Um, I guess probably the, and then probably the final one, there can be some, you know, misunderstandings or misaligned goals between different groups of what the reason is that we're going with, you know, this particular TMS. You know, IT may have one goal of, hey, great, we have, you know, this new system, we can redo our integrations, right? Because we've got some old stuff laying around that we want to redo. Ops may have, you know, their set of goals. Well, great, you know, I want to be able to do some new things with my job, not realizing that, you know, you know, often doing new things requires integration changes. Well, IT doesn't want to, you know, may not want to do a bunch of new integration work in order to support those types of things. So it's important to get on the same page, you know, I say from the beginning. And to me, that the beginning is often, you know, during the sales cycle, not at the start of at the start of implementation. So, you know, again, those are just sort of some of the challenges, you know. And as we, you know, we'll move into some, you know, things of what that looks like in order for success criteria. You know, one of my coworkers, a lot smarter than me, you know, likes to say, "Software will only get you so far. It's you know the people and the ability to implement that will actually get you, you know, to the finish line or." where you ultimately want to be from a, you know, a ROI perspective. Yeah, no, a, lot of, a lot of great food for, food for thought there. And, 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 you know, everything you highlighted are things that I see as well when, when I talk to companies around this, uh, this area. Um, you know, as a way to paraphrase, a, a summarize, I mean, it sounds like, you know, really the, you can really start heading down the wrong path, if you will, or, or down the path of, of difficulty and, and, and failure you know, really right from the very beginning before you even kind of even get started. If you really don't have, uh, if you really don't understand what your baseline is, it sounds like, you know, understanding, you know, where are we today from a transportation standpoint and how does it interrelate with the other processes, not only from a, from a, from a workflow standpoint, but even from a technology standpoint. Right. right? Yep. And then not, not having the right stakeholders or voices in the room, right. To have that initial conversation to understand, you know, what the goals and objectives are, what are we trying to achieve right. and maybe understand what, where the gaps are and, and, and try to understand how, how to best work together to, you know, close those right. gaps. Yep. So, so let me, you know, and I think you already addressed some of these. I mean, if you had to, you know, distill it down to kind of a, a key challenge or obstacle that, you know, is probably the most common or, 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 or that could derail a TMS implementation. I mean, if you had to pick one, what would it be? <laughs> So it's, yeah, like you said, it's, it's really hard to pick one. I've, I've got a couple just that I'll, you know, touch on it, you know, at a high level and, you know, 
I'm not going to, you know, during this talk, my goal isn't to highlight a particular implementation methodology. You know, one is better than the other. You know, I, I've been involved with all kinds of methodologies and, you know, ways of implementing. They can all be successful, you know, and they all have their, their place in, you know, the right environment they can all succeed again sort of what I mentioned before I want to talk more about you know what goes on behind with either any of those types of methodologies and it's sort of the people and what happens behind the scenes so I say you know one key is to be flexible you know expect the unexpected things are always going to, ar going to arise um, but have a good plan and a good open communication about what you're going to do and how you're going to address those challenges um, you know, this isn't necessarily about changing scope, but looking and agreeing, you know, like we said before, on what's the ultimate goal and how are we going to get around those challenges in order to, you know, achieve our ultimately agreed upon goal. Um, be a re in, in terms of goals, be realistic about your goals, you know. If you want to implement, you know, a full function TMS that, you know, from planning the full optimization, you know, pooling all the financials, you know, you know, integrating with the WMS and ERP, a financial system, carrier EDI, be realistic about what that level of effort is going to look like, the complexities, all the different people and groups that are going to need to be involved in that type of a implementation. And, you know, sort of expect that level of effort and commitment that's going to be needed. Um, and more along, also to add on to the expectations part, don't look at a TMS as your silver bullet to solve a bunch of other problems within your supply chain. You know, there are only, you know, there are only so many things that TMS implementation, you know, no matter how great the software is and how great the, the project team is, it can only affect so much. You know, TMS can't fix all your problems in your warehouse. It can't fix all the problems in your, you know, your procurement or your financial process. So again, just sort of being realistic about the expectations of the project, you know, going into it. Um, I'd say be prepared. You know, like I said before, that starts in, for me, that starts during the sales cycle. You know, everybody should be on board and sort of understand what's the reason and what's the goal, you know, what's the, the value prop of why we're doing this. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing it with this piece of software? Um, and be aligned, you know, again, throughout the organization on, you know, all the different parties need to understand. Yes, everybody has, you know, dependencies, but everybody be on board. Um, having the right people at the right time. Um, key members of the project team, do they have the time that's required? You know, um, and are they spread too thin across other projects day to day? You know, do they have other real jobs? You know, again, sort of the expectation, you know, hey, if we want to move fast and get, you know, get live in, you know, eight weeks, 12 weeks, well, we can't be waiting on each other for you know responses or for work to begin be done again it's an expectation thing if people understand those expectations and we can plan to them as opposed to well i thought we were going to be done in two days with integration well <laughs> not really happening because you know there's other priorities and it, for the people part i would say it's really important to have you know a functional leader as your super user you know Having super users involved in the implementation is very important and picking the right people. Uh, you know, 
people often ask, well, what is a super user and what should I look for in a super user? You need somebody who, you know, frankly, is a good problem solver, knows the business from the customer side, but is also invested in learning the software. And also as somebody that is a, I'll call a quote unquote, a leader type person where people from, you know, on the customer side, they know that they can go to that person and that person is, is ready, willing, and able to take on that leadership role of, you know, sort of leading that group of people that they're responsible for, you know, so like if you have a super user who's a planner, someone who can, you know, lead that planning group and sort of, you know, be able to explain things, train, train new people who are coming in, you know, on how to do the job and why things are, are going there. And just a, one last thing on the super user, I think it's also important to have sort of a, you know, a super user in training, you know, in case something ever happens where, you know, your super user's out, you know, super users, you know, is a fantastic person, gets promoted, you know, they're gone, now what, right? You're not just, you know, everything comes to a screeching halt and nobody knows what's going on because that one person who knew everything, you know, is now gone. Um, teamwork. Having good project management on both sides, um, you know, open, honest, timely communication with each other, you know, and frankly, you know, not that everybody has to be buddy, buddy and, you know, go out for dinner and beers every night during the project, but the projects that I've seen that are uh, successful, there tends to be, you know, a sense of camaraderie within that team, you know, from, from the vendor side you know, as well as the customer side. There's, there's a spirit of working together, you know, they understand that they're, and there's no fear of coming to each other with, hey, we've got this problem that we just discovered, you know, let's work together to find a solution, as opposed to, man, if I bring this up, you know, we're going to get yelled at, you know, or, or something like that, you know, again, realizing that, you know, we're both on the same side, and we're both trying to achieve, achieve success. Um, so those those are you know at a high level just some of the things I've seen over my many years and you know gray hair development of you know projects that tend to go better than others you know what are some of the the key things that seem to be a common thread running throughout them yeah no, the, the, that's great I love the the, the super user uh, piece I know we did an episode or or, or mm -hmm. I guess commentary here um, right. uh, you know I think it was JP your, your colleague JP that uh, right. we we talked about that. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's a, that's a great point in terms of having, you know, such a person involved in, in, in the implementation. I think the, the other, the last point you made as well, in terms of the teamwork aspect of it, I think is very critical. One of the things that I hear a lot, particularly from the vendor side, when they talk about, you know, difficult implementations, um, is that, you know, a lot, in some cases, you know, the customers kind of say, okay, Mr. Vendor or Mr. Consultant, you know, Go, you know, go ahead and implement, and and it's almost like this assumption that, you know, you know, give us a call when when it's all done and, and ready, <laughs> right, right? right? And and not realizing that they do the, the the customer, right, the shipper, the whoever's implementing the TMS, you know, also has a responsibility to invest, you know, resources, the right resources, whether it's a super user or the mm -hmm. IT resources right. or the other stakeholders, but they have to invest, you know, time and resources and, and folks onto the team you know, to make sure that this is successful. It's not the type of thing that it's like, you know, they sign the contract and then it's, you know, they, they, they go on with their daily work and, and then wait till the, the switch goes on um, right. because that, that really, you know, uh, you know, sets themselves up for, you know, failure because they haven't been involved all along and addressing right. the unexpected, as you talked about before, 
or you know develop that that camaraderie between the, the teams to really right. you, you know address the whatever issues or opportunities come up a, a, along the way. Right. Um, so so uh, you've already I think you probably you know pull out some of these things already from from the comments that have been made. So I mean, what ultimately defines you know a successful you know, TMS implementation. And when you look at, you know, those companies that you say, gosh, you know, these, these people do it right. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are, what are some of the most common, you know, threads or, 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 you know, recipe for success? You know, I think, you know, success can be defined, you know, in, in many ways. Um, but I think, you know, if, if, if you're asking the question, you, you, when you get to go live, what is the definition of success, right? You know, just because somebody can, you know, check a box and say, Hey, customer went live, you know, that doesn't, necessarily mean that is that it is successful to me success you know does not end at go live success is a continuation and sort of honestly what happens as much after go live is during the implementation right you know i've i've seen customers that go live and then they run into problems for you know one reason or, the, or another and it just becomes extremely difficult or they'll stop using the software or we have to come in and you know redo a bunch of stuff that was done you know that's that's a whole nother episode right <laughs> of you know how you get to that how you get to that point but you know success is post go live to me right how much are you getting out of the software is it improving how you are doing things are you able to do new do things either that you weren't able to do before or are you able to do them better um you know one of the things i wrote down is that you know at go live the the project may end but you know the relationship with that customer does not that's sort of you know sort of the starting point what does that mean again what does you know successful and post go live success look like you know i think it's important to have you know some type of you know quote unquote account management you know what does that mean it can mean different things to different customers you know depending upon their their size and scope but it's in some form or fashion keeping in touch with the customer right it's not okay go live here you go we're transitioning to port they are transitioning you to support and you know you never hear from them again right it's you know keeping in touch hey how are things going are there things that you are running into that are you know making it you know are there issues? Is it harder to do something that you, you know, originally thought, you know, you can do all the UAT that you want, but you know, when you get into month two of go live, there's often things that you're running into that you hadn't thought of or that have come up, you know, again, staying in touch, right. And to make, making sure that the customer is happy, not just on day one of go live, but you know, on day 91, right. Um, post go live, things always change, right. People change, business processes change, you know, people who were there may be gone in a year, six months, right? Just because of the, you know, the nature of churn, you know, during, in the workforce, new business opportunities come up, you have different customers come on board that may have had different requirements and different ways of doing business than you were, you, know, you were doing, you know, at go live again, keeping in touch with the customer. Hey, how can we help you? How do we need to come in and, you know, sort of say, how do we, you know, incorporate your new business or your new customers into there again, staying in touch, um, you know, doing some kind of software you know, or, you know, onsite analysis of, 
hey, it's been a year. How are things going? You know, our software, you know, anybody's software changes, you know, from year to year. You know, our software right now is much different than it was, you know, at this time last year. Are there new functionalities in that software that can that can improve what you're doing, right? Even if nothing else has changed. Um, again, this, and I don't want to sound like this is some kind of, you know, you know, I won't say bait and switch, but some kind of, you know, hidden agenda to upsell on more and more. That's not the goal. The goal is to make sure that the customer is happy and that the software is continuing to provide, you know, ROI and, and benefit to them. Um, and again, like I said before, the Postgre Live is really just mentioning again the super user and the super user in training. Because, like I said, it's often that you know we'll see a super user who was there, you know, during Go Live, and you know a year later, you know, has moved on or moved to a different department, and just making sure that you're continually training and keeping somebody in that role up to speed in order to be able to have the customer, you know, on the customer side, being able to continue and, you know, not drop off in productivity or, or knowledge. And I, the, the last one on that, I'd say just to help with that is also to make sure that there is some kind of documentation on what is being done, right? Again, don't fall into the trap of my super user has all this tribal knowledge in their head, you know, and they, again, they change jobs, they go on vacation for two weeks and everybody struggles to, you know, to understand what they're supposed to be doing. So I think documentation is, is key as well. Yeah, no, a lot, a lot of great points. I love that, that comment where, you know, uh, you know, I, I go live, the project ends, but the relationship really begins at, at that point. And, you know, what I always tell folks is that, you know, uh, you know, TMS is a living, breathing, you know, entity, you right. know, and, and, it's, and it's like a car, right? You have to continuously maintain it. Yep. Um, and because, you know, your supply chain networks, your transportation networks are changing, like you mentioned, you might be now servicing new customers, um, you, you know, you're going off for a procurement bid and now you're getting new carriers, new yep. rates in there. Yeah, your constraints might be changing. Yep. Um, and, and I think, you know, to me, when I think about, um, about it, it's really an ongoing relationship that needs to happen between yes. the, um, uh, the 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 technology provider and and right. and the company, uh, and in many ways that's that should be one of the components in, uh, when when they're evaluating you know right. tech, you know go beyond the features and functions really yep. and, and really think about you know is this a company that we can work with that's going to be a partner for us because we know that you know in order to get ongoing value from the solution. Um, we're going to need to continue to adapt and change as our business changes. And, you know, we're going to need to work with our partners if there's changes or new functionality or capabilities that we need, you know, from a technology side. So it really is truly a, 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 a partnership there. Um, so, so, so I think you, 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 you touched on what, what was going to be one of my questions. So I'm just going to go just because in the interest of time, I'm just going to go right to my last question here. Yep. You know, as, you know, as a way to wrap up, I mean, for companies that are just, you know, getting ready to implement a TMS for the first time, or, or they maybe they're you know, replacing a proprietary or, or outdated system. I mean, what questions should they, you know, ask themselves to assess whether they, you know, are, are setting themselves up for failure or setting themselves up for ongoing success? Right. right. And I love your, the way you use the word partner, because that's actually what I have <laughs> written down is look for somebody who truly is interested in being a partner with you, you know, Partners make you successful, again, like we said, not just, you know, some kind of methodology. Look at how they're going to treat you, you know, for in 
in total as a partner and look does that company operate themselves in a partner type relationship you know does their sales and service and support organizations appear to you you know to operate as a as a partnership you know is there that type of culture that's within the company you know you often you know it's you don't want to hear the it's not my problem type of thing right you know if sales you know if services gets into the implementation and they run into something and you know they ask sales and sales says well not my problem it's your problem now right or the same thing with support right support comes to implementation services and says you know hey you know well sorry that's your problem now support so just look for that type of culture um again honesty and accountability you know i think you can sort of pick that up you know are are people telling you one thing just to try to get you to believe it or you know are they open and honest about you know what they're trying to tell you that they can do as a company as a piece of software I'd also say you know it does help for tms or anybody who's doing the implementation look for people that you know have the experience you know across you know across companies across software across industries and you know sort of have that been there done that type of thing and can and can advise you sort of the pitfalls you know or things to watch out for you know during implementation not that necessarily you know an idea is you know good or bad but you know say hey if if this is what you're thinking about doing you also need to be aware of a b and c right so you know it experience is you know invaluable you know from the from an implementation and i'd say just a company that is highly focused on customer success you know long term and and customer satisfaction right are 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 they just looking to check a box of yes i did this task yes i did that task okay now i'm done again getting back to the the long term relationship and long term investment in the success of of your company and your operations not just hey i want to get this done hey i want to get go live done and then move on to something else so long term success and you know look for that type of commitment excellent Ex- excellent points i mean i th- i mean to me it, it kind of if i had to distill it down uh, you know it, it comes down to to what we talk about so much in supply chain logistics it comes down to clear and honest communication mm-hmm. between yep. all the parties and you know uh, effective collaboration between not only the internal stakeholders but between the parties as well and i think if you have those two things good communication good collaboration um you you know you're really setting yourself up for for success moving forward well uh you know terry as i always say we always just manage to scratch the topic you know the the surface on on these topics but i think we provided some good uh you know food for thought and advice for folks uh you know that are thinking about implementing a tms or heading down that path so again Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. No, oh, awesome. I appreciate the, again, the chance to talk with you, Adrian, and um, look forward to maybe doing something again in the future. Appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you all who joined us uh, today. Uh, if you are watching this episode uh, on demand on the 3G TMS website or on Talking Logistics and you've got a question or comment for Terry, you can post it there, and I'm sure that he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you all and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.